it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. Thanks once again for joining us on this program. This week, we feature part two of the discussion on emergency response planning. This came out of the BCA Connect program that Blind Citizens Australia ran some weeks ago and is facilitated by Jane Britt, policy and advocacy team leader with Blind Citizens Australia. I would love to talk a bit about the resources that you have been talking about throughout this session. So, Michelle, you've helped create the toolkit that's been referenced quite a few times. And um, Kate, uh, you're working on an app. And Melissa, I know that um, Health Consumers Queensland has developed a number of resources. Um, Michelle, I'll start with you. Can you talk a little bit about that toolkit and how that members might be able to use it to help them prepare ahead of any emergency? Yeah, the toolkit actually is available on our website. So I'm glad to hear that you'll be able to share those details later. It's collaborating number four inclusion.org. And if you follow the links, a number of links will take you to the PSEP resources. Um, but the best way to probably approach that toolkit is to um, either download the toolkit or work together in conversation with someone who has downloaded it for you. The, the toolkit is actually meant to be a conversation guide. Um, it's really not designed for you to read through um, and, you know, prepare an emergency plan all in one go. It's really designed to start a conversation and persist with continuing some of those hard conversations about support needs and emergencies, but also recognize strengths and capabilities in that process. So one of the best parts of the toolkit is our capability wheel. And I'm pretty excited to share with this group that we are now uh, in the process of having all of these resources audio recorded and which will be available uh, beyond just the, the screen reader enabled access to these uh, resources, which is a pretty exciting development in the toolkit. But the person-centered emergency preparedness workbook is already full of those examples, um, tips and tricks for every element of the PSEP uh, framework, both at the, the self-assessment stage of how do you manage every day, but also in the tailored emergency preparedness stage of how do I now fit emergency planning to my particular support needs and my particular situation. Um, and that's probably the most critical part of, of the self-assessment tool and process. The website is full of videos. Um, so we have tried to make the, um, the information uh, accessible to people as possible by being able to listen uh, to information about the toolkit, hear from the voice and perspective of other people who've put it into action. So we would love for more people who are blind or have low vision to try the tools out and give us advice on the other ways that might help you to access the information. And also maybe to share stories of uh, your tips and tricks for how you got your plan together. I'd love to um, throw to you, Kate, about the app that you are working on uh, called Ember App, one word, um, with the Flagstaff group that uh, assist individuals living with disability to prepare for bushfires and other natural disasters. The app was developed by Flagstaff um, through a grant and it's a fantastic tool that basically allows you to put what Michelle is talking about as your PSEP um, plan into a very simple format that you can keep on your phone to have a quick reference at any time. 
It's got some fantastic tools in it as well, um, such as soundboards for people who are nonverbal. Uh, the kit came with braille cards as well and um, an emergency backpack for members down in that local area around the Illawarra. Um, the app is available for anyone to download and you can also pre-fill all your emergency information in there also, so you've got it on hand at any time. Melissa, um, what tips do you have um, for people with disabilities in the self-advocacy for health emergency situations um, from what you have uh, learnt throughout time and especially through what you've worked with throughout the COVID-19 emergency? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so this ties back to um, when you referred to us as the panel as experts. I felt deeply uncomfortable about that because, uh, you know, what I've always uh, um, believed to be true and seen, and especially in the area that we're talking about, um, every individual is the the expert in their lives. And I think um, the opportunity to pre-plan uh, for access to services and um, the supports uh, that each individual needs is really um, at the heart of good emergency planning. And so uh, our sister organisation, Queenslanders with Disability, uh, I believe um, partnered with you, Michelle, uh, had um, uh, the emergency preparedness tool available uh, on the Queensland Health website for people with a disability um, to be able to use to pre-plan um, uh, what they needed. Um, the other piece that I would say as well is uh, if people do hit barriers uh, to absolutely reach out to um, advocacy organisations uh, and it's been great um, uh, the opportunity that we've had um, for you to share what advocacy your organisation has been doing and then for us to amplify that at the state and national level uh, and you know quite a lot of uh, those uh, barriers to care and issues that have been resolved have come from um, you know one or several individuals sharing their experience with yourself or, or with us so the power of um, a voice is, um, is something not to be discounted and, um, and I think partnering with uh, health professionals as well so whether it's uh, an individual practitioner or with professional organisations We've had um, great success in uh, doing joint advocacy campaigns between organisations such as ourselves and all of the GP peak groups, the pharmacy peaks and the nurses and midwives union up here, uh, including to uh, raise the profile and demand a better system response across government um, for the health needs of people with a disability throughout this time. And, um, and now that's continuing on. A working group that was set up around that is continuing as the health and disability interface advisory group and I'm sure that emergency preparedness and response planning will continue to be a part of that. Yeah and, and I really love what you just said about um, you know the experts that certainly we have a room uh, full, of, full of experts today as well um, in your own lives and, and also in your own responses and experiences that you've had um, with natural disasters and emergencies of, of um, in your own lives. Um, I guess, you know, at this point, I'd love for any of you to jump in and also to respond to each other. Um, I know there's, you know, a lot of similarity in the things that you have spoken about today. Have any practical tips or tricks that you haven't had the chance to speak about yet that you really want um, to, you know, impart to our members um, as something of, you know, importance that they can think about when preparing for these things? We highly recommend that you keep your keys in your locks at home so that you can always access them quickly in a dangerous situation. You don't want to be rummaging around trying to find where that set of keys are when you just have to get out of the house. So, um, And once you're out of the house too, 
if you can make friends with your neighbours, if they're nice people to um, talk to, just try and have that relationship there because you're not always going to have a phone when you you get out of your house as well. So if you have people around you in your street that you know and trust, um, really useful tool as well. In parts of where I live, there's not much or no mobile phone service or hardly any internet. One comment I would make is if there's a way of people finding out, like making phone calls or whatever, to let people know of any evacuations or anything, because we had no power here for eight days one time and um, it was good that we had some mobile phone service, but for people who don't, it would have made it a lot difficult if they didn't have internet as well. Um, You've raised a really, really tricky issue that is um, uh, really problematic for some areas across Australia that already have uh, shaky uh, internet access in the best of times, let alone during times of disaster or when the power goes out. And this is something quite critical that councils I know are reflecting on deeply uh, about how to improve their access to communities, particularly when, when people get isolated in their community away from other people and behind perhaps a flood line or even a fire line um, when these disasters strike. So I think one of the things that is really coming out of those discussions is the absolute importance of knowing your neighbours and having a local, uh, real connected group with a bit of a community level plan for communication uh, and information sharing, because I think that can be a really important strategy for um, accessing information and, and working together to keep each other safe when you are isolated from information. Um, keeping a uh, battery powered, powered radio on hand is a really good idea. Um, you'll still get a lot of the um, emergency um, channels coming through. So um, always keep one of those in your emergency grub bag. We're actually considering for our safety visits um, to have the fire station, when you call them up for a safety visit, quote you a number that you can ask for at your front door to ensure that it's us showing up and not someone else. Um, That was something that came out of the focus group. Audio description of emergency announcements and media press announcements. Um, So it was mentioned, I think, uh, by Melissa earlier around the necessity of having Auslan interpreters, and that did happen in terms of the uh, COVID response. Um, But just, you know, adding to that in terms of accessibility um, to make sure that all visual messages and all text on um, TV screens especially are audio described. And that came up again in the focus groups that we did with BCA last year that during the bushfires, um, you know, when heat maps were shown on TV, the ticker rule of information down the bottom, there was so much information that um, they weren't able to access. I have actually raised that. I've had my big, big boss at work. Um, I had some conversations with him and he's actually raised that with the Emergency Communication Council of Australia. So I can follow up on that further to see um, what, what space they're in. Now is also a good time with the Australian emergency, the new Australia warning systems that are coming out. This is a great time for BCA to advocate for um, accessible um, communications around the new warning systems too. And I think our member organizations like BCA, maybe other memberships and groups that we work with is a great opportunity for us to talk about emergency preparedness and make that kind of networked 
uh, communication so that we have the people we already trust and rely on um, as people that will both check on us and that we might reach out to check on other people when those disasters happen. And I just wanted to pick up on one more thing. Across Australia, disaster dashboards are being the go-to rollout among most councils for uh, communication. So here's another advocacy opportunity for BCA. How accessible is the information which is highly visual information, how is that accessible to people who are blind or have low vision? So I think that would be a great uh, area for future advocacy too. Some very interesting information there. If you'd like to know more about the toolkit that was mentioned, and there are some other documents as well, have a look at the BCA website. It's up there. Just search for emergency response on uh, the BCA website. We're always interested in new story ideas for New Horizons. If you've got any ideas, contact me, new.horizons at bca.org.au is the uh, all-important email address, new.horizons at bca.org.au. Remember that the AGM for Blind Citizens Australia is coming up in late November and uh, more details will be published on that shortly on the BCA website, the member update, and uh, hopefully soon we'll talk to somebody about uh, the election process and who has been nominated for the candidate positions that uh, were vacant. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660, or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'm Vaughan Benison. I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream, of our dream.